0: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Mailbag Monday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tiribasi. We got our legs out. Woo! Look at that. Kevin's got pants on, unfortunately, so he doesn't get to be on screen. And I
1: spilled on them already,
0: too. And that's what you get for wearing pants. See? That's what you get. Hey, smash that like button for us on YouTube. We greatly appreciate that. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube page as well. If you're a podcast listener, cool, appreciate you. Make sure you are following or subscribed to your podcast uh, on your favorite podcast app. And leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Got a couple new ones last week. We really appreciate that. Taking a look uh, at Chartable, which is a service that charts podcast performance. Mm. We are the number eight Hockey Podcast in America last week. So thank you to everybody who's tuned in. I see we've got already 30 likes and what, maybe 50 or some people in here already before we even get started. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep those five-star reviews coming and make sure, again, uh, you are subscribed and share an episode with a friend. Talked to my dad today and he goes, you know that episode you did with the Phoenix guy? He's like, that was kind of boring. I'm like, thanks, Dad.
2: Thanks for the (laughs) undying
0: support. I appreciate you. He's like, hey, don't you want honest feedback? Like, could it be you don't care about the Coyotes? He said, "Yeah, that's probably what it is." I go, "Yeah, okay, yeah. well, fair enough. I appreciate uh, my dad listening." And could get,
2: <laughs> couldn't get, get just... your dad a uh, Coyotes hat for Christmas this year. White, yeah,
0: get him a PHNX hat. Anyway, it is Mailbag Monday. A trademark, we invented that; no one else can do it. We created it, uh, and we've got a lot. So, Kevin, why don't we get right to it?
1: All righty, let's start with the first one from name of the show from Tyler Kesky. Do you think Connor Bedard? We'll win the Calder Trophy next year.
2: He's the odds-on favorite. I'd like yeah. to think.
3: I'd imagine so. Yeah.
2: If he comes to like, if he hits like sixty-five percent of his expectations, he wins it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who it's else his would to be. Lose.
0: So uh, the ex is the expectation. Well, we don't know yet. Is Fantilli going to play for Anaheim? I would say it's fifty-fifty. I think yeah, it makes some sense for him to play with them, with sure the team they have, the young forwards they have. There's no expectations really for them in terms of like playoff performance. Right. They also could be a team that could sneak up a little because people had some expectations this year, saying, "Hey, look out for Anaheim. They might sneak in. They sucked, but maybe adding Fantilli with no pressure. He's older and a new coach. We don't new, know coach. Who the new coach. Coaches yet. So you never know. Sometimes that you know that first year guy um, doesn't always have that breakout season right away, but." This is sort of a different beast here we're talking about with Kevin yeah, Bedard.
3: And I'd say as far as, like, guaranteed rookies next year, you're uh, we know that um, Logan Cooley is going to stay in college. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe Adam Fantilli plays. Maybe he goes back to school. Bedard will definitely be in the NHL. Um, you know, I, I, I can't think of too many other incoming rookies that are near his level. So yeah, I mean I, like you said Greg, it, it's kind of his award to lose depending on how how things shake out. And and, and honestly, it's really going to come down to you know who he plays with because if if it's Connor Bedard and the ragtag group of Blackhawks, like yeah, I I don't know if he'd be able to, you know, put up the kind of gaudy numbers that everyone's hoping for and and um wishing for, but you know if he has a couple guys to play with, uh, you know, he'll most likely play a lot with Lucas Reichel. Like, it'll be interesting to see, but I think that'll make a, a determining factor. But if I had to put some money on it on DraftKings, I
2: would put it on Connor Bedard. Yeah, I, I w- a couple of factors that he's got going for him before the season even starts is he's already got the name recognition. Yeah, everybody knows who he is sure, already. He's yeah. not going to come out of nowhere where he needs to like get the Christmas before people even acknowledge his existence, mm-hmm. and he's going to be playing for the Blackhawks. Yeah, it's going to be on TV a lot. He's going to be on their, uh, the Blackhawks national games are going to all of a sudden they're going to be a lot more next season.
0: I I would be surprised if the first game of the 2023-24 season isn't Blackhawks Oilers on TNT <laughs> or ESPN as the or, first or game of the season.
2: Blackhawks versus whoever wins the Stanley Cup. I mean they played the Stanley Cup champion yeah. last year. Sure. They'd do it again this year. Yeah. Let them go I, another banner raising. I would
3: I would imagine one of the first national televised games the opening week is Blackhawks and probably at home,
2: yeah. So, yeah. So he's got that going for him, and yeah, it's his it's his award to lose. I mean, I think anything over sixty points, and they're going to give it to him.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, were there have any, that by Christmas? Were there any rookies that played this year but then didn't play enough games to qualify? So technically, there's like, would Shane Wright be on that list? Yeah, he's he'd he quali- would be a rookie he would next qualify year, as rookie yeah. next year. So he's probably. Uh, contestant, I guess you'd sure. call him.
3: I'd say, I'd say he's in he's there. He's in the race for but second. Yes. I mean, who knows how? <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows how Seattle's going to use him?
2: Slapkowski, did he play enough games this year, last year, or this past year? He got isn't hurt. Isn't it? Don't great. you have
3: to play? It's it's not the same rule as burning the contract, right? Like, isn't it? You have to play like half the season.
2: Some, yeah, it's either like, because McDavid in his rookie year played
3: more than half the season, right? But got hurt, and that's why, and that's kind of why he didn't win. It's 25
0: games in any single preceding season, nor in six or more games in each of any two preceding seasons in any major professional league. Okay. So 25 games or
3: six and six in back to back years. Right. Okay.
2: So that means Lucas Reichel is not a Reichel's
3: not a rookie. No, no. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's.
2: So I'd have to look at one step. I don't think Slavkowski
3: Slavkowski played that many games off the top of my head. I wouldn't know.
0: Hmm. That's an interesting to conversation Google, that's to, a, a, to, to, to the, the uh, Googles, not yeah. Yuri Slager. Google you ass, <laughs> but Ravkowski yeah, I mean, even played in 39 games. Okay. So he's, not so not he's out too.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it doesn't seem like there's too many high profile rookies. That'll be, uh, be in contention. There could always be someone that comes, comes out of nowhere. Um, you know, there could be a, a goaltender who makes his, you know, career NHL debut and, you know, Ride's a, a hot streak, but I think any any player that's gonna unseat Connor Bedard, if he has the season a lot of people are expecting him to, they might also have to be in like the MVP conversation to beat him out for rookie a year. Yeah. yeah.
0: And let's remember the league probably wants him to win it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which would help a little bit. All right, let's go to the next one here.
1: AJ in the chat really quick. I, I saw this. Uh to be honest, to be honest, I'm expecting a good rookie season but not crazy, and then follows it up with at least thirty goals. I'd say
2: that'd yeah, be that's, I'd, that's, I'd say that'd be a pretty great season. Yeah, yeah. Any rookie scoring thirty goals isn't is the crazy <laughs>
0: department. Yeah, I'm sure we'll do this uh, as that. we get closer to the season, but just you know, testing your guys' temperatures on this, like if you're projecting Bedard's first year, what do you think is like the maximum he can do? what is the minimum you'd be satisfied with? <laughs>
2: I mean, I, I think we this is a discussion to mm. have on July 2nd. Yeah, kind
0: of yeah, roster. when we have a, a but better idea. I mean, idea. I would think
2: 20 to 25 goals is a reasonable expectation. Anything yeah. above that would be like, wow. Anything mm. below 20 would be like, uh-oh.
3: Unless he's putting up like 60 assists.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I would uh-oh that. I am yeah, uh-oh is yeah, yeah. a
2: bust. More like, eh, that's kind of disappointing.
0: Yeah. I could yeah, I could see that. I'm thinking like 60-65 points. If he puts up 60 points, I think
3: anything beyond that you're like, "Wow, it's really impressive." To do that as an 18-year-old jumping yeah. right into the NHL like Yeah. That, anything that,
2: anything over point 65 points a game is going to be impressive. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know the kids we've got all these expectations. And
3: and I I definitely think it's good to kind of maybe low bar him. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't want to say, oh, he's going to put up a hundred points, and then he puts up sixty, and we look like idiots or whatever. No, but you, like,
2: we don't know what, who he's going to be playing with at this point. Yeah, and yeah. We don't want to go crazy. Like, yes, he is a generational talent. We we hear that word a lot. We know the expectations are high, but let's let's not he, expect you know Rocket Richard trophies and and. You know, heart trophies from day one. Let's right. Let them, let him let him ease into playing in the NHL. It's there, gonna be yeah. quite the jump.
3: There needs, there's going to be some time to kind of acclimate to the to the league, whether it's ten games or a whole season. Like he's gonna, he's, he's going to need some of that time, and I think patience and understanding is good to have, uh, and expectations are good to have too. So,
0: for uh, reference, yeah. Connor McDavid came into league at nineteen years old. Played 45 games his first year, had 48 points. And he got hurt. Yeah. yeah. So uh, had year he not two, got
3: hurt, that's what, 90-point pace? Yes. So, so
0: years two and three, 82 mm-hmm. games in each year, 100 and 108 points.
2: I mean, but he's also it's pretty good. McDavid is also, what, two years older than Bedard will be? He, he had 19 is a rookie. Yeah. So he's older. He was a little bigger.
0: Austin Matthews, rookie year, age 19, 40 goals, 29 assists, 69 nice points. Very nice season for him.
1: Chris in the chat, Patrick Kane, twenty-one fifty-one seventy-two, is a rookie.
2: Okay, I mean, that's well, a better team, much better team. Around, be, yeah, man. yeah, better team. He's got. Yeah, like, I mean, it's if he could get forty, fifty assists, I'd be kind of shocked. Because I mean, he's got to have somebody scoring 40, 50 goals. Just bang him <laughs> off Taylor
0: Radish's butt. Yeah, you know, right.
2: You know, Taylor Radish is gonna—I think—gonna be. Everybody talks about we need this guy to protect Connor Bernard. It might be Taylor Radish. Yeah, he might already be here. Sure. Yep.
0: Go to the net, put your stick down, let good things happen. That's it. And he's the perfect guy to do that, because that's his game anyway. It's not an adjustment for him. Right. You right. know. All right. What's next?
1: From Roy Jackson in the unlikely yeah. event Bedard pulls a Lindros, what kind of return would the Blackhawks get for trading the number one? Player? He's not going to
3: pull I'm a not, Lindros.
2: I'm not answering this with any actual details because it's not going to happen. It's also happened once. Th- also
3: that kind of trade today in in today's NHL. I mean, you, you're talking about I, I don't even know, like. Eight, nine moving pieces, yeah. ten moving pieces. It like, wouldn't be
2: as simple as just here's two players and five picks. Yeah, you know? no, it's not gonna happen. It, it it happened once, 31 years ago. It's not happened since. It didn't happen before. Like, people want to see it because they hate the Blackhawks. I got news for you. You're gonna cry again because it's not gonna happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Remember we talked to uh, Dante DiCaria, who yeah. is the play-by-play voice of the Regina Pats. And he said, "No, there's no shot." He's Why would Conor Bedard
2: not want to play in Chicago? Of course.
0: Why, like, it's not. He's gonna, yeah, he's, gonna, back. He,
2: he's going to forego the Blackhawks and all the endorsement and living in one of the greatest cities in the world, so he could go play in Calgary? Come on, get out of my yeah, get Get out of here with that nonsense. It's not, happen. it's not happening. Nope.
1: All right, Bruce Whitman, can you clarify how many players an NHL team can have under contract at one time? I thought I read somewhere that it is around 90, and will the Blackhawks be approaching this limit in the next few years with so many picks? I'm wondering if this will influence Davidson's decision to package picks to move up in the draft this year and the next two as well. Thanks, Bruce Whitman.
0: It is a 90-player maximum reserve list, a 50-contract roster limit. That's the NHL rule.
3: And that's 90 90 players that you can have the rights to. Right. right. But Inclu- you can only including including
0: your right. including your 50
3: NHL players. Right. So yeah. You Yeah, have 50 yeah.
2: players under contract and additional rights to 40 more. Yep. And most teams like to keep it at like 48 going into a season cuz they like to yeah. have that flexibility for an injury, you could just go out and mm-hmm. sign a guy as opposed to have to to, you know, put a guy on waivers, waivers and yep. all that
0: stuff. So so according to our friends at Cap Friendly, the Hawks have 35 out of 50 players under contract and 57 of 90 on the reserve list. So, so they're, nowhere right now. they're nowhere close. They're nowhere close. 35 out
3: of 50. Are they not including some of the UFAs and RFAs coming I would up? assume not because we are okay, not Yeah, because I was going to say they didn't have that. But if few. you're
0: talking about that, so at 1, yeah. 2, 3, assuming everybody resigns, which is not going to happen, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7,
2: 8, 9, 10. 11, 12, 13, 14,
0: 15. Eighteen, nineteen. So that's nineteen more, and that includes like Anton Hudobin, right, like guys yeah. so we know are no. not going to be. So back. they could take yeah.
2: on fifteen new contracts. This yeah, they could, yeah. And yeah. But they're yeah, they're not going. But to that it, but includes guys, you know, entry level contracts. But I think anybody who's was going to get one has gotten it already. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're good on that point. And as far as like the extra picks, using them to trade up is absolutely. Kyle David himself even said. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably gonna do that if I get the opportunity. He's not gonna do it just to do it, but he'll do it if there's a guy he wants to get. That's why you, you you stockpile those picks. Rarely do you ever make all those picks. Yeah, yeah. And and the same with the next couple of years.
3: And if you do make all those picks, eventually you're gonna run into too many players to make decisions on.
2: Right. Then you're gonna then we'll have then, to worry about that. In, then you're then you're
3: in a tr- yeah, yeah. Then you're in trouble. So yeah, I would imagine he he. It's
2: all about flex- is flexibility. flexible. Yep. All about the flexibility. Yep. It's nice to have. Options. From
3: Berkey, should
1: the Hawks offer Winnipeg Ice forward Connor McLennan a contract? He finished eighth in the WHL in scoring. He was a flyers draft pick in 2020 but didn't sign.
2: I don't know. We got we only
0: got fifteen spots. <laughs> sure. I, I'm not I, I am not opposed <laughs> to anything like this.
2: I mean give him an ice hogs contract and see what happens. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. I mean, look, if if he if if Kyle Davidson and company want to take a flyer on a kid. I have no issue with that at all just because he has a massive scouting staff, right? Like, we know that they're going to do their due diligence. You really have nothing to lose but a contract. Right. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But uh, I don't know. I can't say I know much about the player, but I'm looking here at, like, a lead prospect's uh, draft report on him from last year and saying a uh, great finisher, all those sort of things. Yeah. Uh, His offensive motor translates to off-the-puck play, whereas high-pressure game deters shots, prevents entries, and wins retrievals. Capable of high-skill backhand passes, relies on a shot if there's a defender between him and the target. He lacks the manipulation ability to become a top playmaker, but occasional problem-solving flashes make him at least capable of developing a 5.5-grade passing ability. So, sure. Sure. Why the hell not? What are his measurables? (laughs) He is uh, 5'8". 157. He is not big, not big mm. at all. No, no. So. I mean unless
3: uh, unless he can fly uh, out on the ice. I, I mean that's going to be a tough yeah. sell. And I'm, I think. and
2: I'm not. And again, I'm not like you, everybody's got to be six three. Yeah, no, N- not everybody's got to be Taylor Radish, but 5'8", 157 Eh, it's a little small. A
3: <laughs> little, little small. If you're if you're not doing something, if you're not Patrick, if you, if you don't if you don't have a skill that is elite level, yeah, it's gonna be a, marginal a, a speed. speed. Yeah, that's um, probably not that's gonna probably be probably
2: why the Flyers haven't signed him. Probably not
3: gonna be on the Blackhawks radar either. After talking with uh, Mike Donahue. how much they're putting the emphasis on skating, skating, skating. Yeah. Like if you're if you're marginal at best, uh, I wouldn't have high hopes for being in
0: Chicago. No, it doesn't sound like he fits the mold. As we said, if you can't skate, you can't be a Blackhawk, right? That was the... Yep. Yeah, and I love that. That's why I'll, I'll never be a Blackhawk. Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess after 44 years, I can finally put that tree to bed. Well, yeah, got to give it up sometime. Yeah. All right. From, from Korchinski
1: uh, will save us. By the uh, way,
0: Korchinski okay. will save us. Before you get to it, Kevin. Before you ask your question, we've we answered did this ask your question. a dozen times yeah, in the Well, last and we week. got to yours specifically. It was just on the second show. So that's what you get for skipping a show. huh. So call the police on you, <laughs> jerk!
1: Skip me again. I call the police. Cortins, are you going to be on an NHL roster next year. Not sure he benefits much from dominating the WHL go back to West, another year. Tuesday show, yeah. Or, or, I, or, I think
0: the official statement on this is we believe he will start the season in Chicago, then go back to junior. Yeah, that's kind of what we expect to happen if he comes out and just blows the doors off. Maybe he stays, but I think it's unlikely he plays the entire season in Chicago. That is the official CHGO statement. Agreed. Yeah, right.
1: consider it gaveled. Landon McClelland, hey guys, do you no think roids. the Coyotes would be more open now in trading that number six pick? And if so, what could the Blackhawks package for it? Obviously, 19th overall, maybe second, second,
3: two seconds?
1: Second, seconds. Yeah, two and seconds. Maybe. Possibly second. third. Mitch would be there at six and would be worth gambling on, according to Landon.
3: I don't think the Coyotes are moving that number six pick. I think they need... As many they ne- they might not even move either of their first round picks. No, I think they need to stockpile as many uh, high end talent players as they can because they are perennially perennially in a rebuilding mode. And now with kind of the uncertainty of what the team is going to do, you at least want to make sure that your prospect pipeline, whether it's staying in Arizona or relocating or whatever. You want to make sure you at least have that secured. So I think the Coyotes probably use both of those picks. Um, Yeah, I'm not certain that the Blackhawks could get that number six pick. Maybe number 12. uh, But I I think getting inside the top 10, um, you know, getting to like nine or eight or seven is going to be really difficult for Chicago to do. And I don't know if Kyle Davidson wants to... I I know having the flexibility and the option to move picks is good. I don't know if he'll want to pay as many picks as it might take or many assets as it might take to get to that 7, 8, 9 range. If they can can move up from 19 to 10 or 11 or maybe 12 with Arizona, who knows? um, I think that might be a little bit more feasible than getting to like 6.
0: If I'm talking to the Coyotes, I'm trying to pry away an unhappy Clayton Keller. Sure. And I would give... Number nineteen plus for Clayton Keller. Absolutely, would to play on the wing for Connor Bedard for the next uh, one, two, three, four years, mm-hmm. five years. He's got five years left on that deal at seven point one. Hey, I if, mean, if if <laughs> if he wants out, it seems like he kind of does. Yeah, even though I, his dad was hacked,
2: that's hey. when that happens.
3: <laughs> yeah, dad was. Ha- yeah, I don't know. I, I I think, yeah, I think that's more of the play than trying to get either of their picks if the Blackhawks want to get real aggressive. Yeah,
2: the the Coyotes, whether they're going to be moving into a new arena in Arizona or they're going to be moving to a new city all together, they got to have something marketable. Mm -hmm. And having some good young talent on the way is very marketable. Like, hey, this team's going to be really good. By the time this arena's built, we're going to be a playoff team. Um, So I don't see them I don't see them trading six, 12 might be in play, but, you know, I, 12 is the pick from Ottawa, right? There was yeah. the Chickering trade. So I also don't see them like saying, oh, we traded Jacob Trickering to, to move down in the draft. Like, yeah. you know, make a trade move like that. Move down, but add
3: more. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah. I
2: I don't know. Arizona's a, a, tough, it's a, tough, a tough tough read because just, there's just so much in flux, and it's such a fluid situation. But I don't think they're going to be punting on any of those draft picks, even though they were, they'd be acquiring more. It's mm-hmm. not just giving them it away. But, you know, I, I think – with you know, Bill Armstrong there, he's the best GM they've had in a while, and he's got an eye to the future, so th- they got to build this up at mm. some point. You just can't keep doing yeah. the same
0: thing. But, Hawks fans, Kyle Davidson pretty much flat out said he's going to try to move up in the draft. Yeah. like yeah. They've got the assets to do it. He's basically said you can't possibly make all these picks. It's just too many. They're going to try to move up. How high remains to be seen. It takes two... Two teams to make a trade, obviously, but sometimes three. He's not just going to sit on his hands and be like, "I'm happy with what I got." He's yeah. he's going to try to move up in this draft or acquire assets to help the team. Mm-hmm. So don't wor- I don't like there should not be any stress about that. No. Know that he's working on it. Know that he we we know from the year and a half or whatever he's been in charge, he's not afraid to make big and difficult aggressive, and aggressive yeah. impre- aggressive moves. Exactly. So. Should we take a break first and then get to the rest of our questions here? Sure. All right. Let's do Uh, it. Sure. I can tell you
2: about uh, our pals, our our friends, our our good chums over at Shady Rays and the gear that they make to to help take on the sun that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. I think they're better. They're a little too humble at Shady Rays. <laughs> Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose your pair or even break them on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. Zero questions asks, you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the United States through the Shady Rays Impact Program. They're doing everything from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others just like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, but you will, but in case you don't, you can exchange for a brand-new pair or return them free within 30 days. There is no risk when you shop. And exclusive for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs of their awesome polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. A lot of stars. Yes.
3: You know what those stars can uh, can do? Provide a lot of energy. They can. And they, uh, you know, with providing energy, you got to save money. Monergy. energy. Yep. ComEd and their energy efficiency program is designed just to do that. They are committed to helping families and businesses in the communities that they serve help manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future.
0: Yep. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes.
3: Jay, can you tell me how that works?
0: I can. Once again, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. They can be done in person or virtually, and lasts approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to Pay attention, comed.com Comed. dot dot com slash, slash poweringbiz, powering B-I-Z.
3: B-I-Z. Comed.com slash poweringbiz, B-I-Z. biz, B-I-Z. That is correct. Got it. I will do that.
0: Do it. Did you just, did you just channel your inner Farley there? Yes, or? I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm so not great. taking my shirt off, though. <laughs> <laughs> not until it's hotter. All right, let's get – you see Nick's questions here in the uh, chat about Lucas Reichel and Conor Bedard. Let's get to those. Yeah. Uh, do you guys think that Reichel and Bedard will be on separate lines or the same lines? I think they kind of want to look at Lucas at center. I They keep saying that. I'm not convinced they think he's a center. I think they'll maybe give it another look. Yeah. But when he was here last year, he didn't play it. But, but yet he played center his entire time in Rockford. I know. Right. So it's But why would you not? You're actively trying to lose. Why would you not play him at center in the NHL? you
2: had... All-Star Center Andreas That's you're what not I'm bumping, saying. You're not bumping him out of the middle. <laughs> so I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, if there's ever a season to figure it out, to try it, next season's one. Yeah, the one to do. Sure. Yeah, I mean,
0: but a- Reichel's like, I'm a wing. I'm a winger. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be a winger, please. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I, I think Boy, it's, I just can't do this. I keep losing face-offs. So I don't know. <laughs> I think it's.
3: I think it's completely fine to try it to start the year with them both playing center figure out if either of them are a center and there you know there's there's really no harm in changing things up midway through the season or yeah. whatever if, if either of them show that they can't do it uh, at the NHL level um or if or if one can and one can't or if they both can whatever works like you know if if that's the case like try it out test it see what happens play Bedard at center play him at a wing play Reichel at center play him on a wing play him on the same line different lines um yeah, I, I think it's it's fine to uh, to experiment this year.
2: You got time. Yep, there is no expectation to win, even with the addition of well, the future addition of Connor Bedard. Yeah, there's no expectation to win. So figure it out. This is where you, this is the time where you get these young players up here, and trial by fire. Okay, let, you're gonna get twenty games to be a center. We'll revisit it after those twenty games, and if not, then you move them. And if it's working, you keep them there. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have guys, a bunch of guys that can play both center and wing, because you get some flexibility. You can play, you know, that's good for when you get, you know, in a postseason series where you can make things a little tougher on your Mm -hmm. opponent, or if you need a little more size down the middle, you put guys out to wing. Things like that. So, versatility is key in today's NHL. Like nobody should be pegged as I only play center or I only play wing. Like, look what Max Domi was able to do for Mm -hmm. himself. Um, you know he hasn't really been much of a center in Dallas. I don't think. I think he's no. mostly been a winger. Yeah, yeah. But he proved here
3: he could do it that he
2: could do it on a nightly basis and do it well. So what a, guys like that are are, are awesome. And a, and a coach like Luke Richardson would love to be, be able to be like, okay, this guy here, this guy here, this yep. guy here. He had too many guys last year that all did the same thing. It's tough to build a lineup like that.
0: When you mentioned Ethan like kind of jokingly, but at the end of the year. Lucas kind of like that really kind of worked like it suits his game well, mm-hmm. you know the the way that a tendency plays kind of lends itself to uh, to being center. So if they bring him back, which remains to be seen, maybe he gets a look there too. I, it, it's nice it's nice to have options for the coach. Um, I do think they really want Bedard to be a center, and uh, we'll see what happens with Reichel. But um, I mean, it's gonna be I'm. Suddenly, very excited about this season. Not just because of Bedard, <laughs> yeah, but like just kind of the whole thing. Because before the Bedard thing, we were kind of like, "What are we going to talk about next year?" Like, yeah, there was no Kane and Taves drama to cover. It was just going to be bad hockey. <laughs> <laughs> but now more, it's going to be more bad de- hockey, more development focused. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be mm-hmm. bad hockey yeah.
2: still, but there's going to be players that matter. Mm. We didn't have any players that matter, That's except true. Except for That's the true. 13 games Lucas Reichel was up. We didn't have guys that you could be like that guy is going to be, a st- like one of the m- major reasons we're yeah. going to be in c- a cup contender.
3: Yeah, not many cornerstone pieces to look no. at last year.
2: Maybe a couple of like patio furniture type items, but sure. no foundation. Yeah, you know, a couple of decorative pieces, but nothing major. Um, so this year we're going to have guys that really matter for the first time in a long time.
3: I think the one thing for me, for both of them playing center. Um, and f- you are far be it from me to say you can't play any position because of size, but if you're, let's say your top two centers are Bedard and Reichel, I'd like a little bit of more size down the middle if your team is going to be contending uh, for anything. Like if you know you look at some of the contending teams uh, in the playoffs and and the teams left, like there's some size down the middle. So Bedard's not the biggest kid, uh, Reichel. I know he's still kind of physically maturing, but at this point in, in his life, he might just kind of be the size Yeah, he's is. never going to be big. Right. So, I don't know. They're not they are not the one-two punch with any size, but, I mean, you can make up for it, you know, play it with guys that have size on the wing, but down the middle you kind of like to have a little bit more to it. But if they're two really, really good centers and, and they project out that way, then, you know, you can, you can make it work. But I think right off the bat, one of my – hesitancies is like a little bit undersized in the middle.
2: Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see if they target size and with some of those second and third round picks and Yeah, those don't. later round picks this year, they target, you know, you start seeing guys who are six, one, six, two get drafted.
3: Yeah, Cause they don't have too many big wingers in their system. No. So that, that could be a, a target that they have this year is, you know, get a, get some wingers that have some si- size, you know, some, some nastiness, maybe, you know, a big, uh, Scoring threat, like, that would be pretty good.
0: Yeah. And your current top prospect center is Frank Nazar. Also small. Also small. Right. So Fast, but small. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Let's keep going.
1: All righty. From Rainman MP, how much would the rest of the league's fans lose their minds if the Hawks somehow got the <laughs> number one overall pick next year after improving this year with Bedard?
3: So, that's... Is that possible with yes. the new rules? Okay, you can't, you can't win it. do it, it
0: three in a row, right? You, you can't, can't win
3: yeah. it more than twice in a five-year span. That's a, yeah. but you can win you it can back, win to back. back to back to okay.
2: back Yeah, because Montreal was eligible to win it this year. Right. Yep. Yes, you can win it back to back years, but you can't win it more than twice in five years. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd love it. Bring it on. Oh man. Bring it on. Let it. Let it. Imagine. Let the. It, it would be this year on steroids, and I would just sit back and just laugh (laughs) just laugh (laughs) laugh laugh i'll be i'd be like i'd be like uh uh Al Pacino at the end of, of, of Scarface just sitting at his desk <laughs> instead of a big pile of blow in front of me. It's a big pile of prospects. Just, ah. <laughs> from right. from
1: Big Shot Var J, I even asked way too early for a 2024 pick projection. What, oh, God, no. Anybody yeah, know the number oh, one pick for We don't, don't even know what the I roster is. You yeah. answers
2: your own question. Way too early. What? Does anybody know early. who the top prospect? Celebrini Celerini will be the top Celerini pick. Celebrini
3: is, is likely the top overall prospect. But it's not There's as clear cut as There's a couple of top guys next Next year, yeah,
2: yeah. It's not as clear cut. There's no counter Bedard next year. There's no, you know. Well, we thought Shane Wright for two years was going to be last yeah. year. Yeah, so Look what I-,
3: I think maybe less people are are uh, gung ho about being like that's
2: the number one pick
3: unless mm. it's someone like Bedard where it's like oh um, there's no question.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm uh, I'm going to focus on the guys are going to pick this year before I start worrying about next year. Um,
0: yeah we'll worry about next year's drafts yeah it's later a, it's, it's impossible to project too because we don't know how aggressive davidson's going to be right if he goes and gets a keller or like we talked about last week last week like a brock buster connor garland brings domi back like suddenly you got a team that's like all right well there that's a it's not it's, a it's, horrible team anymore not,
3: yeah it doesn't seem there's a there's a path this offseason where Kyle Davidson constructs a roster that isn't in the bottom five next year?
2: There is. And having Connor Bedard, and if Connor Bedard does the amazing things people are expecting him to do, it, the, the road to getting number one again next year is a lot tougher than mm-hmm. it was this year. Which um, is fine. But, but crazy things happen. And the number one pick is not the target. It's not the goal. It was this year. Yep. It's not going to be next year. It's going to be, yeah, we're still, we're not trying to win games, but it's about Development, and as, as Michael says in our chat, uh, you know Macklin Celebrini, you can check him out. He played for yeah. the Chicago Steel this past season. I mean, they're just a factory when you think of the people yeah. they produced: Owen Power, Adam Fantilli. Uh, Is he going to college? I don't. That's the thing. I know he played there this past year. I don't know. He's where going to he's Boston. Going. He's go, yeah. So he's going
3: to Boston because I remember thinking, oh, Colby's going to have fun watching him.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. So he he played there this past summer. I don't think he's back this next year uh but go see the steel anyway because there's probably awesome. there's probably the, the number 2025 pick is probably going to play for the steel is probably there because <laughs> they've been unbelievable with the the, the guys that they've produced yeah. i mean yeah owen power went number one overall adam fantilli is going to go number two most likely and then they had other guys uh you know uh, sam skevich who's at sam Michigan Shkavich, too, yep. uh is good uh uh, Sean Farrell is, was, was a great player. He's, Zint, he's still uh, he's in the Montreal prospect. Yeah. and then the kid, uh, the other goal scorer that uh, Calgary took. Uh, God, his name is forget uh, Co- uh, Coronado. Coronado, that's yeah. who it is. Yeah. So they've been producing players left and right. So I always yeah. recommend people if you're if you're ever in the Geneva area, go see a Steel game, and yeah, then go to the Country really House good. before and get a great burger, and then go see the <laughs> yeah. Steel play.
0: Uh, question from Doctor Horror Show would Seattle move on from right? If they were going to, they'd probably want to bring in a vet that would put him over the top for a cup. So the Hawks don't really have that to offer to get no. Shane Wright. It would take, you know, if, if no. Seattle's going to do that, which I don't think they are, it would be it would be to add someone that's going to make them an instant cup yeah, contender. I think
2: it would be a mistake to move on from right after yeah. he's got no NHL experience,
0: You've not seen anything Why from cut
3: him. ties on him after a after jerking his chain? around that last season like no you 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 invested the fourth overall pick in him like go go see what you can get out of him before you cut ties on a 20 year old kid like it's it's not that's not a good idea i know
2: then this is something that we got to get so many people if if these kids that get drafted in the first round don't produce right away they're automatically like well they should give up on them we we need to Untrain the brain here yeah. because we're gonna have, and Connor Bedard is gonna kind of ruin that going forward. Because here yeah. we go again, we just told everybody not every first round pick is Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tays. Well, we kind of just got another one like that. That's great. Well, hey, that's
0: fine. <laughs> I mean, that's fine if they want to be. We're not discouraging. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> not every.
2: Not everyone <laughs> is gonna be that. As we're gonna case in point with the three guys we drafted last year. Yeah. Doubtful we're seeing any of them in the NHL net, n- next year, except for maybe a sniff. So. Yeah, um, Shane Wright. I I don't think he's uh, available at this
0: point. No, nor should he. I wouldn't think Seattle would want to do that. Because when Seattle got that pick, they're like, "Hell yeah, we lucked into that." Yeah, right. You know, so you're not going to want to bail on that right away. And look, you want to be good for a long time. You got to keep reloading that prospect pool. So,
2: and it's great for Wright who can
0: come in and develop as a three or a four C. Work his way up the lineup. Yeah, yeah. like it's really and a good situation for everybody. Nick
2: says in the chat, what the Kraken did with right last year was a bit odd. It was, but you can thank the stupid CHL agreement. Yeah, where they couldn't send him to. They couldn't send him to uh, the, the AHL HHL. if they wanted to, so yeah. they had to send him back because he wasn't. I know quite he did ready. play
3: there, but it was uh, it was some
2: it, it, was, was, a, the, it was the, the conditioning like stint conditioning because stint because loophole because yeah. he was a healthy scratch for a certain amount. Yeah, they didn't handle that perfectly, but. Right. If they could have just played him in the AHL, that would have been that's better. where he would have been all year. That's probably what he'll be most of this year, too. I would like to Especially
3: see that rule changed.
2: I would like to see that, too, but it's all about the money. All right, what do we got next, Kev?
1: Walters Ringer, given that the Hawks have number one, does that give them the advantage in terms of scouting the rest of the draft? They don't have to allocate any time for number one, so they can <laughs> super focus on 19 and rounds two to seven. Well, the thing I mean, is,
2: the scouting's already done. Yeah, at this
1: point yeah. of
3: the year, you've scouted almost as much as You've pretty much done everything.
2: Now you're just waiting for the draft. You're just kind of feeling around, seeing what other teams are doing. You're answering phone calls. You've done all the work,
3: and the only hockey left to scout is like the Memorial Cup,
2: and well, you watch that's film about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the, com- watch film, you know, in the combine, sure. you go, you see kids. You interview people. Yeah, yeah. That's where, that's more for meeting the kids, and then you can see a little bit of them, um, the the mechanics up front. that's yeah. that's good. The combine is good for. More so for the coaching staffs, I think, than the scouts, because then the coaching staffs can kind of be like, oh, yeah, I could definitely work with that, or right, we're going to yeah. need to fix that. Um, See the
3: physical tools that the kids have.
2: But the the, the hard work's been done. I mean, the, the draft board is set. They're ready to go. It may fluctuate a little bit based on combine things. Maybe some kid blows you out of the water. Mm-hmm. Maybe some kid completely disappoints, but... Um, you know, maybe some kid doesn't know which way the school bus is going, and he drops down on your draft board. <laughs> but the 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 heavy lifting has been done yes. for the scouting
0: department. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, what do we got next? Our guy Windy City Hockey
1: is also in the chat today. If the Blackhawks can't resign Max Domi this off season as a center option, do you think the Hawks look at a player like Teddy Bluger? Bluger. As he is an unrestricted free agent this offseason. put up some solid numbers for the style of play he does.
3: I mean, yeah, I mean the the options are open. Um, It's not a tremendous free agent class, no. But there's there's options open. Um, If it's not Max Domi, uh, I mean, I don't feel like Bluger is the uh, you know second best option. To fill that kind of role, yeah, that's more of like a. De- I mean, that's that's more of a that's more of a guy who's gonna be like your third third line, fill in. Yeah, and, we've got, and we've they've got third line fill ins. Yeah. yeah, so I think the free agent class is probably going to focus on a player or two that you can slot in stop to gaps. like your top six, top nine as as short term stop gaps, guys that might insulate Reichel and Bedard. Um, and I don't know if Bluger necessarily does that. He's um, not the worst option out there, but I don't know if, if people are going to be, f- you know, falling over themselves to try and get him.
0: No, 28 years old, um, 98 points in 268 games. He had uh, 16 points in 63 games in a regular season. But, you know, I, I think where the Hawks are right now is they're still are, are kind of in that, like, let's just, like um, bridge till guys are ready kind of philosophy. Yeah. Like, Callum Blackwell's a good example. Like, is he going to be here when they're good again? No, but he's a stopgap. He gives them a little bit of what they want. Compete, speed, falling down, uh, energy tripping over e- skates. Energy and effort. energy, yeah. all that stuff that you get <laughs> so from... Uh, Sitting
2: in traffic with me in, on
0: Ashland Avenue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I don't think it, it, it would be off the table, but I think, like Mario said, with Bedard, they're going to be looking to add to the top six. I think that's where they'll be yeah, most active.
2: Nobody in this free agent class that they bring in this year is going to be here they're not going to be guys you build around they're not going to be guys that are going to be here when this is a playoff team no. again it may be the exception of max domi maybe if he wants to commit that long it, but yeah the way he's yeah. been playing there's going to be more competition in the original
3: he might have better options we, we yeah. all thought
2: it was going to be hey it's gonna be an easy he's gonna come right back and then you see what he's done for Dallas in the postseason, and there's a lot of other teams going, Yeah, we could use that.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, maybe Dallas says we will keep maybe. It around. We got a good point here from uh, the Sini. It says, I'm behind. Did we forget to mention Luke Hughes exists when discussing the Calder trophy candidates? He has to be the favorite. That's I don't true. know if he's the favorite, but he is probably the toughest competition that Bedard will have. Yeah. I would imagine.
3: That'll, that'll be a really good option. Yeah. I'm
0: not saying he's not the favorite. I don't know who the odds favorite is right now. I mean, for
3: a rookie defenseman,
2: to it's gonna be about putting up points.
0: Yeah, it'll
2: be about a good team though. He he's is. on a team to do it for sure. But to, to be a defenseman and to beat Conor Bedard, Bedard would ha- you would have to have an amazing year, and Bedard would have to have an underwhelming
0: year. I right. think. I would think so. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's a good. Which it's a let's good, not, uh, I mean, let's. Not to take anything away from Luke Hughes. Yeah. No,
2: he's obviously a worthy candidate, and we'll see, see how that works out. Yeah,
1: I'll look and try and find
2: that. Uh, yeah, in let me know. It's Let's probably a
0: little. It's probably early because the draft hasn't happened yet, so they probably won't even have him out until player. Yeah, I would. You know where players land is known. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's a good point. Uh, that yeah, that that Hughes is definitely going to be in the conversation. All right, from
1: Young Dangle God. Hey, gents, Dubois seems like a perfect player to put on a line with Bedard and Reichel, two-way player who wants out of Winnipeg, who's also incredibly skilled, can keep up with those two. What would it take to trade for his rights, and would you be willing to make that trade?
3: He, uh, Pierre Luc Dubois, is Dubois. Sorry, I don't know why I said Dubois. All but a Montreal Canadian, so I don't know if he has any interest in playing anywhere else besides Montreal. From all accounts, which is
2: weird because he's not from Quebec. No, but even though he has a Quebec name. Yeah, but uh, it seems like he he
0: was born in Quebec.
2: All right. Well, I think he was. Yeah, I mean, that's that's
0: where uh, every,
3: you know, every insider and and reporter of of note has made mention of that kind of notion that basically even (laughs) even during the regular season, it was like, yeah, he's just eventually going to be a Canadian. Uh, I, okay. I don't think he has any interest in being in Chicago.
0: Rumors of Pudwackdom? Well, that's the thing. I
2: wouldn't necessarily want anybody out of that Winnipeg locker room. We figure out, like, yeah. I mean, he's one of the guys that Rick Bonus called out. He always said, Are My top guys. And he's, he's one of their guy. top guys. Yeah. So when, you're, when two head coaches in two years go, I got nothing. These guys suck. They, you know, they don't want to put in the work. And he's part of that locker room, I'm cool.
3: That's, yeah. And. I'm he, cool. and there were, you know,
0: kind of similar reasons why it didn't work in Columbus. So, I don't know. Yeah, at some point, when it's the same guy with the same story, every team he goes to, you're kind of,
2: mm, maybe it's you. Yeah. Here, yeah,
0: there's not a lot of teams that give up on uh, now 24-year-old uh, 6'2", 205 centers that are almost point-per-game players. Yeah, right. I
2: mean, he, he is a great player, but I just, I don't trust trust him. And it's probably going to cost a lot to get him.
0: I would think so, at least this time. Wait till next time. Sure, yeah. <laughs> in three years when years Montreal gets tired of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How many more we got, Kev?
1: We got three more. Beautiful. From Mongo Hawks at Mongo Hawks on Twitter. If you have one additional player, you can choose from the <laughs> draft, even if it means trading up multiple lower round picks to get them. Who would it be?
0: Adam Fantilli.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Does <Absolutely>. that count?
3: <laughs> Madve uh, I'll throw mine out there, and it's a guy that I've. I've mentioned before uh, someone that I'm sure the Blackhawks have been able to have a lot of eyes on uh, over the last year in their uh, scouting department. It is uh Seattle Thunderbirds goaltender, uh, Thomas Millich it passed over in the last two drafts. I know there's been some, some confusion about his draft eligibility. He is eligible in this year's draft. He is listed in central scouting. Um, he is for goaltending standards, small-ish. Um, but, man, he has had a phenomenal season, won a gold medal with Canada. Um, he helped uh, backstop the Thunder, Seattle Thunderbirds to a WHL championship and a berth on the Memorial Cup, which he will uh, continue to be the starter for them in the Memorial Cup. Uh, I know he's a little bit older, a little bit smaller, but it's really hard to argue with kind of the the – the body of work he's put together in, in juniors should have been selected last year. I, I, I have no, I'd be surprised if he gets passed over in a third draft. Um, and with the Blackhawks being where they are right now in their goaltending situation, you have drew camezo, uh, going to be playing professionally next year. You have Arvid Soderbloom basically set up to be, you know, one, a one B in the NHL next year. Uh, you kind of, you kind of found a, a pretty decent college signing in Jackson Stauber, Um, You still have a decision to make on Dominic Bassey in your pipeline. Yeah. I have, I have no problems with them rolling the dice on, you know, a guy that, you know, is, 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 uh, you know, low, low risk, high reward, Um, probably going to be available in the mid to lower, lower rounds. That's, that's the guy that I'm going to, you know, as far as goaltenders go in this draft that aren't some of the top guys, that's the guy that I think, would make the most sense given where the Blackhawks are and where they might be able to get them.
0: Let's take another break. Uh, we, I know we have a couple mailbags left. But we also got a little bit of breaking news from our buddy Charlie Romeliotis. Uh, so stick around. We'll tell you about it in a second. But first, I'm going to tell you about our friends at Fubo TV. I have been given the Fubo a workout. Yeah, watching TV at home. FuboTV.com slash CHGO. 140 plus live channels of sports shows movies and news you can stream live tv from any device your phone your ipad your laptop whatever wherever you are you can start watching immediately with a seven day free trial there's no contract no cable no hassle just sign up and start watching right now fubotvcom chgo you'll get 1000 hours of cloud dvr included at no extra charge you can watch your local teams all traveling you've got the wnba tipping off i saw britney Griner. Score a nice bucket today. Very cool to see her back and playing again. Uh, the NHL draft is next month. NHL NBA playoffs are well underway. The Sox and the Bulls and the Hawks when they come back on NBC Sports Chicago. And listen, if you're a Cub fan and you want to cut the cord, the only place you're going to find Marquee Sports Network is Fubo TV. Watch the most Chicago sports with Fubo TV. Use the link in our description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Go to Fubo TV. Dot com slash chgo That's dot com slash chgo
3: Hey, you like the way our set is decked out? I do. I do too. And the good people at Foco are to blame. Thank, thank, thank. thank. That's, That's, yes. the <laughs> That's the opposite of blame. That's the opposite of blame. Hey. Blame them for how good it looks. Uh, FOCO, hey, F-O-C-O, they are some of the best in the uh, sports memorabilia and merchandise game. Get fitted out with some of the best gear around. Not only do they have tremendous bobbleheads and signs, some that you see here on our set, but they also have hoodies, shoes, anything you can put your favorite team's logo on, they can have it done for you. It's spring. It's baseball season. Get out your Aloha shirts, your straw hats, the polos, the bags, anything you need. Uh, check out Foco.com. Click the link in the description below. And when you use the promo code CHGO, you're going to get all non presale items 10% off. Again, promo code CHGO when you go to Foco.com. That's F O C O.com.
0: Well, this is going to bum some Hawks fans out. It's bumming me out. Bumming me out a little bit, too. Uh, uh, Mark hmm. Eaton, Blackhawks assistant GM and director of player development, joined the second best Blackhawks podcast on the planet, the uh, Blackhawks talk podcast from NBC Sports Chicago, said that development camp this year will be off ice only. So we will not get to see Connor Bedard.
2: We don't have enough room for everybody who wants to come here and we can't get the United Center for a
0: week. I would imagine. (laughs) Uh, So I'm not going to read the whole thing because I don't want to steal their work. Just go give that podcast a listen when you're done with this one. Uh, But Eaton says, quote, I know now with the first overall pick, I'm sure there was a lot of excitement and anticipation to see him and all of our other picks on the ice in July. But ultimately, taking a step back and thinking about development camps of the past, we want to do what's best for our prospects. And in thinking about it, Having no on-ice portion to it, we think this would be the best use of that week. Per the CBA, we only get six or, of seven days with these guys in the summer, and as much as we'd love to get them on the ice, we feel that the best use of time for that week is to really focus on the other parts of their development, the physical part of their development at this stage, and not just their playing careers, but their lives. The physical development is where I think you can make the biggest impact. So it goes on. There's info there, but we will not see Conor Bedard on skates at the Fifth Third Arena until training camp. That's a huge bummer.
2: Hey, that means we can spend a couple extra days in Nashville now. I guess so. <laughs> We're going to have I to rush back. He's still going to be right. there. I guess that's true. Yeah, I'm sure
0: he'll still be made available. Um, but, man, it's uh, I get it, kind of. It's one of the most fun weeks of the summer for me. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a good time. Like I love the excitement about tra- uh, of development camp. And you're just excited that we're, there's hockey in the middle of July. But then you get there, and after, like, day two, you're like, this is the most boring crap I've ever had to sit through because it's the same drills all the time. I like it. I mean, it's I it's eh, it's repetitive. It's a lot of the same stuff. It's kind of like, you know, when we go to practice, it's like, okay, when are they going to the locker room? Nope. Okay, go back to typing. When are they going to the yeah. locker room? Like, well, I hope, I, they, I hope they still – because that's an opportunity for – for
3: us and for media to kind of get some access to these, to these kids and these players yeah, that I we, would, that we don't have I during the, I would hope season. there
2: would still be some media stuff. I know they're talking about that Friday, that day after the draft, but hopefully there'll be another day later in that week. I wonder if some of it also has to do with the fact that like, it's also going to be the 4th of July
0: yeah. in the middle of that. Yeah. And, I, I mean,
2: that doesn't mean anything to Connor Berdard or the, Luke the, Richardson, sec- <laughs> the second
3: day of your prospect camp on the schedule is day one of, free agency opening
2: right so there's a lot of things because don't have
3: anybody to blame but themselves for that because they make their own schedule yeah
2: because they because last year the draft was a little later wasn't it or was it the same didn't last, last year? year was didn't
3: we start last year the draft was in july yeah it was later and free agency started later
2: because the, yeah. the season started two weeks later mm-hmm. than yeah. usual so now we're back on the normal schedule yeah um yeah it kind of it stinks i mean i was looking forward to that uh, I wasn't looking forward to having to get there at six in the morning and make sure I actually got a parking spot at the fifth thirty. Yeah, but to watch um, Churches. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it just makes the the hype even more for Conor Berdard that we gotta guess so. gotta wait a little longer for it. But
3: Raining camp is gonna have to be in the United Center if you're holding if you're holding them back.
2: You know that or you're gonna have to sell tickets, not necessarily sell the tickets, but Claim have them. people. Yeah.
0: Dibs. Get tickets Sell like for re- five bucks like to Get a- the money To the Blackhawks charity Yeah something people like that.
2: will pay it Yeah you're gonna have yeah. to Do something like that Cause it's gonna, they're gonna It's gonna be crazy There's gonna be demand for it Yep, yep. So yeah That stinks well, But you know It's I will I will I well, will talk I would talk first. First. I would That's, that's, that's in Minnesota That's in Minnesota Yeah that, also, that, So that'll that's, be the first time Those well, guys guys in, play together That's in August There's September It's like right before Training It is right before September Okay I don't want Connor Bedard Playing either.
0: I don't need some sticky no. putt yeah. like to a shot at uh, those, those,
2: those, those Iowa guys, we've seen it. Kirby Doc, <laughs> Colton Doc. Like, Reichel. W- Reichel. Don't need it. Don't need it. Don't send them there.
0: Yeah.
2: As far as I'm concerned, Connor Bedard is not a prospect. He's an NHL player the second you draft him.
0: Yeah, good point. All right, let's get through these questions quickly. But, yeah, go listen to the Blackhawks Talk podcast as soon as we're done. All right, Andrew says – oh, go ahead, Kevin. Sorry, I'm oh, stealing no, your no. show. What? No, no, it's you. You want to read it?
1: We got to be consistent. All right, two more. What would a trade look like to get the top five? Of, to get to the Pass. top five of this year's draft? Also, will Davidson trade anyone on the roster, such as Murphy or even Ian Mitchell?
0: Ian Mitchell is a restricted free agent. I'd be shocked no, if he's no back one is back. no one is fighting for his RFA right. I now. think if I read it correctly, those are two separate questions. Separate questions. Yeah.
3: I, uh, trading into the top five. It's really it tough. good luck getting a team, get, talking a team out of taking a top five pick.
2: That and good luck to a team saying, wait a minute, you're drafting Connor Berdard and
0: you want our third yeah, overall pick? Right. Get out of here. Not right. happening. I don't think so.
3: Uh, Will David tra- Davison trade anybody on the roster? Was it at the draft, I would assume, or sometime this summer?
0: Yeah.
2: I'm sure he's going to listen to every single offer that's made.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't. I can't pinpoint anybody on the roster that's necessarily like, you know, they don't have any like contracts to get rid of. They don't really yeah, have I, any like dead, I, I, quote unquote, dead weight to kind of make space for other players. Like I feel like the space that is already on the roster for young players to come up, we already kind of know who's going to come up and try and fill those spots. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I feel like ha- have the, having to move anybody off the roster, he doesn't have to do that. Connor Mur- I know Connor Murphy is mentioned in the question. I feel like he ha- serves a, a purpose on this team. Yeah. I don't think you need to get, a, get away from Connor Murphy anytime soon. So I, I don't know if there's anything you have to get away from. But again, options are open. There's flexibility. If, if, if a deal makes sense for from Kyle Davidson's perspective,
0: I'm sure he'll make it. I also think having Connor Murphy on your roster is more valuable than whatever you're going to get in return for him. Yeah, right. I yeah. agree,
2: and he's still got three more years of his deal. Yeah. So uh, he's th- he's a leader in the locker room. Yeah, and he's a he's a guy that they send out to talk to after tough losses. They're a guy that they put up that he does the the PSAs for Pride Night and the different the different nights that the, the theme nights they have and causes. He's he's active in those things. Mm-hmm. So
1: is he the longest tenured Hawk now? He is. Oh yeah, he, he currently right is. He yeah. is.
2: Yeah. yeah, Now that Kane yep. and Taves that are gone, he's he is. So and he's a he's a Luke Richardson guy. Mm-hmm. Like he plays the game a lot like Luke Richardson does, yeah. minus the fights. Um, but but it, he'll do it if not it he'll will. fight. Yeah, he won't, but won't mess you up. But he, uh, you know, he's. I don't think there's a need to do that. And at four point four million for each of the next three years—that's R- tremendous R- value. Great value, especially you get out of as the
3: game. salary cap starts to go up. a little Yeah.
2: Bit. So he's a guy that I would think maybe the trade deadline of 2025 is when you really start to, so you kind of like a McCabe where you trade him with the additional year yeah. for a team that's looking to contend for a couple of seasons or you keep him around or you keep him around. You make him. you know, you make maybe he's the next captain until counter Bedard is ready to be the nah. captain. I mean, I don't know. I'll leave it open. We'll see what happens, but I'm not in a, I'm not, uh, and on a side note, the, the, the strange thing I went to cap friendly to bring up, I couldn't remember how many years he had left. Uh, the Blackhawks are at the very bottom of the list of the thirty-two teams. Like I'm so used to like having the like, all <laughs> oh, with like yeah. cap space available. Yeah. Or, they're at the yeah. they're at the bottom. Like they have mm-hmm. the they're in such great position. They have the most cap space in the NHL right now, and that's never happened. Like I'm I'm just I'm I'm just so like programmed programmed yeah. to stop at like one or two because right. that's where they've always been. They have the most cap space, so there's no reason to trade Connor Murphy just to trade him. Exactly, I f- he as you said, Jay. Brings you a lot more value
0: here than the second round pick you'd get for him. Yeah. All right, let's do our last question and wrap this
1: up. All right. Final question is from, let's see here. Hockey by DeBay. Yes, big fan here. What will be a successful season for the Hawks? What will a successful season look like for next year? And what signings should the Hawks be? Looking to help Bedard with, and will any of those guys be here in a few years when the team is ready to compete? Also, is Greg Boisen going to embrace a Vegas
0: Cup?
2: I'm not going to have to worry about that because they're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
0: We addressed the uh, trading and signing part. I think a successful yeah. season next year is development from your prospects that matter. Yeah. The guys that are at the NHL level perform. That's Bedard, Reichel, Vlasic, Phillips. They all take a step up. Your prospects not in Chicago are, are rising, Nazar, Korczynski, on and on and on. You see Renzel make a big jump in his first year of college, and you start feeling good about how the prospects are developing. Look, not every draft pick is going to hit. Not everybody can be a Samuel Savoie, all right? It's just not a reality. Yeah. But you want to see the majority of prospects elevating their game and the guys at the NHL level growing as you'd want that's a successful season I don't think it has anything to do with the standings next year yeah no
3: no I, I, we're, the expectations shouldn't be to finish in the bottom five as a success um, I th- I think if you if you see the progression from your professional prospects um, you know guys in Rockford guys in Chicago that's that's still the the biggest uh, factor towards success I think the other one thing, too, that I want to see next year that I hope carries over from this last year is I want to see the, the day-in and day-out 82-game compete level be what we saw last year. You know, Luke Richardson came in, first-year coach, and we were all, you know, pleasantly surprised yeah. about how he got that team playing and buying in and competitive in games that they, you know, against teams that they should have never been competitive against, so... I want to see that continue. I want to see, you know, I want to see that still be the case, whether they're, you know, favored or underdogs night in, night out. Like I want to see that competitiveness uh, still be there. I want to see that team identity and culture continue to develop.
0: Agreed. All right, let's wrap things up. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. I want to wish a happy 13th birthday to my daughter, Addie. Hey, Christ. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank, Yikes. How does
2: it feel to officially have a teenager in your house? Awful.
0: I hate it. Thank you for asking. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you Tuesday. Greg is off. He's going to build a shed.
2: I'm oh, building Mario stuff. and I nice. will hold it
0: down tomorrow. We'll talk to you at 2 o'clock. Reminder, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. For Greg and Mario, I'm Jay. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.